0: and Sports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I. And after a trek out to the West Coast, I have returned Uh, and back in fighting shape, back in um, the saddle again, (laughs) ready to talk about sports. Uh, Corwin Heller, are you ready to get into some baseball shit as we are on the precipice of the nfl season
1: absolutely
0: uh so if you're listening to this or as you're listening to this it is um september 7th for us recording this but this episode's being released on the 8th which means the nfl season's about to kick off we're going to save nfl talk for our sunday episode because corin and i have just missed a bunch of baseball things from the past couple weeks while i was gone now that we're going to try to tackle Everything that we missed, but we'll talk about some of the highlight fun stuff, uh, and then Sunday's episode will be, or Monday's episode, I guess I should say, will be um football. I'll oh, probably almost entirely, unless something crazy exciting happens in baseball. Uh, Bull predictions, blah 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 blah. So in the meantime, uh, Albert Pujols' 700 home run watch is well underway as the man has refused to stop and is now one singular home run away from tying Alex Rodriguez for fourth overall, five home runs away from breaking the barrier to 700. Can you fucking believe it?
1: No, not even remotely. I genuinely can't.
0: We're there's what 20, maybe 25 games left in the season. It's next level that he's, yeah. So we, they played 136 games, the Cardinals. They got to get to 162. So that's 26 games left for him to, not that he's a starting player, you know, he's a platoon DH, an occasional left handed specialist pinch hitter. Uh, but still, I mean, 26 games to mash five dongs is plenty of time.
1: And it's not like he, has been there a while and it's been you know he hasn't been able to get the last few over the line like he's been hot for a month like it's been since the all-star break entirely like he's he's still got all the momentum on his side
0: so he ended up finishing the month of august with eight home runs in that month his high water mark for home runs uh in the season He has 16 all year. So, yeah, hitting half of them in one month will be your high watermark. Um, He has one so far in September, but limited playing time, obviously. September is still uh, rather fresh of a month. He's only appeared in five games so far. But uh, you got to think. You got to think as the later into the season it gets and the more irrelevant the games become, whether it's because the Cardinals are so locked into their division win or the teams that they're facing are so locked into not winning anything. So why bother trying that Albert might see a few more grooved to him? That might be the romantic in us speaking as players are always, of course, playing for. Um, better contracts, staying up in the majors, better arbitration arguments, what have you. But man, oh, I've I want it so bad, man.
1: He's doing it, like he's doing it. There's at no, what, there's no argument anymore. He, he's just doing it.
0: At what point does the free game of the day for MLB become the Cardinals game, no matter what?
1: Um. I think when he's got basically two or three, excuse me, two or three to go. I was to say like six ninety
0: eight feels like a pretty yeah. good number.
1: A Rod's six ninety nine.
0: Six ninety six.
1: Six ninety six. Okay.
0: One away. Even
1: then, like even then, I think he's got. I want to see him break A Rod's record because I think, like, God forbid, something doesn't happen—like it doesn't happen—I should say, at least he'll have that. And of course, we both want him to break A Rod's record more than anything. I'm, I think, once he do, breaks A Rod's record, game of the day every day. Yeah,
0: I, I think, because you got to think, once he ties A Rod's record, that's six ninety six, breaking it six ninety seven. At that point, a two-home-run game would be pretty big, but it's not out of mm-hmm. – I think he's already had one here in the 690s. I want to say one of those games within the 690 territory, he had a two-home-run game. So it's not that it's completely beyond the realm of possibility. Um, a three-home-run game feels probably pretty damn unlikely, uh, but no matter what, man, What once it – oh, man, once he gets – one good game away from breaking it. I wanted. I want the. I want full access to those games, constantly.
1: Absolutely, like that's one I'm going to have on in the background, in perpetuity, till it's over. I don't know if that's the right perpetuity. Um, I'm so excited for him to do it. Are there any other records on the horizons anywhere within the next five seasons where something like this could come up? Like is Cabrera in for any other records or approaching any other records?
0: Um, I don't think Miggy is going for any records. Oh, Miggy, negative one WAR this season. What a shame. What's he at um, total? 67.9. He's a first baseman. Okay, so. Yeah. Which really honestly just shows you how fucking nuts Albert's career is because they're both first basemen and Albert's career is WARS 100.7. Yeah. Albert Walsh's career OPS plus 144. This season, 144. God That's so silly. It's just amazing. Uh, he is so great. Uh, Miguel, he got his 500th home run uh, at the end of last season. So that's locked up. Got his three thousandth hit last season. Is oh no, that was this season. He got three thousand hits. Oh wow, that really? was definitely not made a big deal of at all. No, no. wait, it was early because that was early on in the year. I vaguely remember this, like but definitely getting April, overshadowed May? by a Rod or by um Albert. It, it must have been May ish because I want to say against the Yankees, he was at like two ninety twenty nine ninety something. And I was like, ah, I don't want him to get hits against us, but it would be cool to see Miguel Cabrera get 3,000 hits while I'm watching the game. So, I, sure. yeah, I want to say he was at 2,990-something early on in the year. Totally forgot about that. Wow. Um, Yeah, that's nah, kind, kind of about it. All right. I mean, realistically, 22 seasons – for Albert Pujols to potentially get 700 home runs do you think 22 seasons becomes more common with better um better like medicine better uh physic physical science I don't know what's, i'm struggling for the right words exercise science some shit like that Better ability to keep the players healthy, or do you think twenty-two seasons becomes less common because of better player development pushing out older players sooner?
1: Oh man, uh, I feel like it's one of those like it'll be a nice mix of both. Um, I I have to imagine guys last longer, and the top guys last longer. It's kind of the middle of the pack that are going to get pushed out quicker. Um, I think guys will have longer careers overall. Top guys will have longer careers overall. So the guys that will be pushing for this aren't going to be nearly as affected, especially since it's not like this is, you know, an, an OPS plus race. Like, it's just counting stats. Yeah.
0: So to make an transition off to another player we're going to talk about today anyway what would it take for Aaron Judge to hit 700 home runs especially given that he was a late debut for the kind of player that ends up reaching that milestone so so far today he also has one which will not be accounted for in his baseball reference pages we are looking at it Uh, the second game of the Yankees doubleheader has not happened yet but he's at uh, 213 for the day so 700 Less 213 means he has 487 home runs to go. How many seasons? How many seasons do you think judge has left in those brittle old bones of his?
1: How many more seats or how many more home runs?
0: Ignore that total for the moment. How many more seasons do you think judge realistically plays? Not plays to a high. Oh man. He's
1: 29. He's 30. He's 30.
0: Decrepit.
1: I think he has four more seasons where he could put up.
0: Not so numbers. But how many more seasons is he on?
1: Yeah. I think it's four at this level. And I think it'll be like two more after that at like a decent level. And I think we're going to get into like the twilight years after that. I don't think anything past 36 is anything you can kind of expect anything out of.
0: So, all right, let's give him two years of star power. So he's here, but we're not expecting much. So let's, let's call it. 38. Yeah, sure. So that's eight more seasons. Ha! OK, so <laughs> that means. <laughs> that means a judge would need to average 61 home runs per season.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So How many does he the, have this season?
0: You know, well, he, the historic pace uh-huh. that he's on right now. <laughs> The record, Just the AL record he's seasons. trying to break is 61 home runs. That's the AL record, uh-huh. which means that he would need to set that, hit that mark, hit the Roger Maris number every year for the next eight years to get to 700. So that's not happening. No. <laughs> How fucking crazy would it? I mean, if you assume... No, I guess I would say if you assume that like two years he hits 70 home runs season and you knock out 140 of those guys and then you divide that by six, you'd only have to average, oh, 58. I mean, that's so much better. Yeah, no, it's uh not happening for Judge.
1: I mean, like, on one hand, I get it. Like, power survives better than speed or you know fielding whatever you want to call it but fuck like that's too much power to have any expectation of holding on to
0: all right you know i've got an interesting follow-up for you how many players do you think have hit 600 or more home runs
1: 600 home runs um 8.
0: Damn close. (sighs) 9. The players with fewer than 700 but more than 6 are A-Rod and Pujols who we've talked about extensively at this point. Um, Uh Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, and Sammy Sosa number 9 with 609 home runs. So for Judge to do that, assuming he hits no more home runs this year and plays for the next 8 seasons after this, uh, he would have to hit 387 more home runs which means he would have to average about 48 to 49 home runs a year. Now that's still a very high number. However, it is a number. I think we're more accustomed to seeing in single season, unlike a number over 60. So to that effect, maybe. Right. Uh. Like real, real outside chance. his his 162 game average, so if he played every game in a season, the average number of home runs he will hit based on his prior performance thus far is 49 home runs. So that would be Judge maintaining but for eight seasons. And therein (laughs) lies the rub because no one maintains like that for eight seasons.
1: Uh. What do you think he gets to?
0: Oh, that's the real question.
1: You watch him significantly more than I do. You see, you know, you've seen infinitely more games uh, as a whole. Is he, do you expect him to hold up for eight seasons? Do you expect him to hold up for six seasons? Do you accept him, expect him to kind of have those injury plague seasons where he'll be on a roster, but isn't able to really do much?
0: I, it's so tough to say because you look at guys like stanton who were never hurt in miami stanton was, was always healthy uh and has right. been injury plagued in his time in new york um and you look at guys like judge who have been very healthy throughout their entire careers but are you know stanton-esque in size larger than Stanton, truly in, in size uh similar tool set but a little bit younger, so you don't know if that's what his future is. It 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 really is impossible you to say. And look at Trout. You can't predict a Trout, yeah. you know what I mean? Getting so, yeah. being an injury plagued in the in the not even in a, the I was to say the latter part of his career. He's still just out of a prime, if you even want to be as mean as that. So Judge's swing is one that I think will actually age pretty well. It's not horrifically violent like Bryce Harper's is, for instance, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, that's going to suck when you have the slightest bit of back problems and that swing is impossible to maintain. Um, Judge's is is not it it is very looks very fluid, very easy, Um, like he's not straining himself to do it because he is six foot ten and nine hundred pounds. So he doesn't have to swing very hard.
1: There are many golf uh, connections I can make with this uh, that I, out of kindness for my co host, will not make.
0: Thanks, pal. You're welcome. But anything for you? Uh, The road to 500 looks so easy at this point that one would think he could certainly do it. Um, 28 players have eclipsed that total. So quite a few more than have eclipsed 600, which is only nine. Uh, In order for him to hit 500, assuming he hits no more this season, he'd only have to hit 287 more home runs. He has 213 in his career. So you would think that that number is actually relatively attainable. And if we assume he plays eight more seasons, that would be 36 more per year, Um, which would also be well within the realm of possibility. Uh, 36 would be uh, the third fewest he's hit in a season. So one would think that there's certainly room in there for a few prime years and a few <laughs> bad years to help even out the total, uh, which also brings into question uh, another well interesting question about the longevity there and judge it's tough to assume or to see a path necessarily for someone who doesn't have a rookie season until age 25 Stake a claim for being a potential Hall of Fame case. Now, I'm not trying to say Aaron Judge is going to make the Hall of Fame, but man, is it a lot closer than one would think. Because throughout the beginnings of his career, which is seven seasons, really six full seasons, because he won rookie of the year in his quote-unquote second season, um, he's put up 35 WAR. So a lot. So it's you give him six quick. more years of similar production, including a, uh, a, relatively speaking injured year and a COVID shortened year. And, uh, that's 70 that gets you in the hall of fame every time.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a given.
0: That'd be a hell of a ride. That's,
1: that's hard. I, like honestly thinking about it, that's hard to like not get in with those numbers. Yeah. And I don't think he needs to reach 70.
0: I don't think so either because of the height of the peak. Um,
1: The height of the peak and just the fact that he he gets a decent benefit of the doubt knowing he started late. It's not like he had a long stretch of mediocrity to kind of balance it all out. I don't know. I'm not a voter. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about.
0: Bringing this story, back to his story current this season.
1: That's mm-hmm. okay.
0: Uh, so far, Aaron Judge with another home run today is up to 55 on the season. Fuck. God damn. Shit. Holy balls. Those are that's, many numbers. It's a stupid number. And it's one of those funny things where you assume guys like judge are going to hit a lot of home runs. So to see it happen every couple of days, you go like, yeah, I mean, he hits home runs. That's what this that kind is. Of, that's what this guy does.
1: It's like a good, that's what he should be doing.
0: Right. Cool. This is expected.
1: Like it's a um, tally mark, not a achievement.
0: Right. Right. It, and, and, and it is what he is here to do. Um, However, at some point you assume peaks and valleys uh there to be some some low points some some droughts so to speak, and for the peaks to be you know to a two home run game here or there or back to back nights or something like that uh and fuck man, this is judge's fourth game in a row with a home run. That's pretty stupid
1: that's um. That's a good thing, right?
0: Yeah. And what's oh, also cool. been nuts about the year is I'm trying to count up judges' multi-home run games. I would like you to tell me how many you think there are.
1: Um boy, uh multi home run games. He has fifty twelve.
0: Uh I'm up to seven seven okay he's got seven multi home run games, and they're all only that's, two there's not a a yeah. no three homer it's all two he has seven multi homer games that's it wow
1: that's consistency
0: it, freakishly so and that's what has really stood out to over the course of the season is it hasn't just been like a three home run game and then 12 13 15 games without a home run it's been a home run like fucking every other day i mean if you think about it as in 55 home runs uh less the double home run games of which there are seven so less that that's 48 individual games with home runs he's played in 131 oh jesus Uh, he's played in 131 games, which means he's homered in 37% of his games. He's hit a home run or a little bit more than once. Every three games, he's hit a home run at least one. Wow. Right. (laughs) Which means, which means if the Yankees are in town for a three game set, you live in Pittsburgh, you live in St. Louis, you live in Tampa, you live in Anaheim. The Yankees are in town for a three game set you want to buy a ticket to a game in the hopes of seeing an Aaron Judge home run, you have a one-in-three fucking chance. Do Pick a game, you, ha- you are a g- good chance to see a home run happen.
1: Do you have a way of seeing how long his longest drought was?
0: Uh, Yeah, I have his game log up, and I can eyeball it for you because I think it was this stretch from August 17th to... Wait, hold on. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. August 12th to August 22nd. That's about 10 games. Yeah, that looks like about it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. April 13th to April 22nd. That's not as long. So, yeah.
1: 12 games that's um
0: hilarious that's yeah
1: i'd love to like dig deep and to see what else would occur in you know 12 game stretches like that like who else would have a comparable like oh max scherzer's never gone or has gone more than 12 games with like losses or, or without a strikeout or without a walk. I don't know. Um, easier said than done, but still, that's fucking stupid.
0: Baseball reference gives you slash lines within the game logs. So just for reference, on uh, August 12th, Aaron Judge had a slash line of 305-400-688 for an OPS of 1088, um, which is Casual. dumb. He then went on his homerless slump which his last game during the slump was august 21st and his slash line had fallen all the way to 293 so he he lost um 12 points off of his batting average just in that 10 12 game s- stretch um so 293 392 652 for an ops of uh 1044 so He had lost 44 points off of his OPS just in those games since August 22nd. When he hit his home run again, his slash line is back up to 302, 403, 682, 1085, just 0.003 points off of his OPS. And once again, that number will go up because that does not include the home run he hit in the first game with the doubleheader tonight. Dumb. It is dumb.
1: Still not even the MVP.
0: What's wild to me is here are the categories in which Aaron Judge leads all of baseball. We've mentioned these every time that he has come up so far um, this season. He is leading all of baseball in runs, home runs, RBIs, um, slugging, OPS, OPS Plus, and total bases. He leads the American League in walks and on base percent the thing that he doesn't lead the league in i am confounded in because uh now i'm i'm finding it right now so i'll 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 tell you who it is in just a second the um, thing no intentional walks <laughs> how is he not leading in intentional walks who i'll tell you who it is in a moment as i find The man he has, he got, he also got intentionally walked this game. So that's up to 12 now, but he's only got 12 on the year.
1: If Harper didn't get, if Harper didn't get hurt, I would say, oh, I think I would put my money on him because the one game I've seen of him, he got intentionally walked like three times. But I,
0: who else would you? 14. Then it's Otani at 13, and then Ramirez and Judge both tied at 11.
1: Okay, sure, but like...
0: No, I don't understand that. uh, I'm not saying I do. Alonso, I can kind of get a little bit, because maybe you're not afraid of whoever bats behind Alonso. And I know Trout was gone for a good chunk of the year, but Otani still has to bat in front of Trout. It's weird to get him intentionally walked that much with... Yeah. A just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, hitter behind him. And that's what makes it so weird for Judge is that Yankees have not been good. No. Outside of Aaron Judge, my friend, the Yankees have not been spectacular. Why not walk him? Great. I want to see him hit a boatload of home runs. So I'm a happy camper. <laughs> kind, kind of weird, though, right?
1: i would argue it's very weird yes that's the pete alonzo all right the more i think about it the more the mets are an afterthought and i don't know who you could possibly have behind him. i'm not scared of jeff mcneil or
0: that man's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) um that fucking psychopath he ate my family
1: Honestly, the best strategy, probably intentionally walking Mount and show high because the rest of that team is a guaranteed out. Um, but one over the other, one over the other, who knows?
0: Yeah, honestly, you might as well walk both of them because what's the point? I mean, I get at, to that point, the Angels have such a small chance of, I guess, winning anything that um, you well, might as well try to pitch to him to improve, I don't know, just test yourself out, see how you do, but.
1: The one stat I saw that was really shocking that I may have sent to you, you may have seen, their one through three batters have the third highest OPS in MLB. Their four through nine have the worst by a fair margin.
0: That's amazing. You have to aspire to be that bad. Of course you do. Um. So pivoting back over to the intentional walk thing, because I am just fascinated by it. Of seasons of 50 home runs or more. First of all, how many 50 home run seasons do you think there have been? 50 or more?
1: Um. 40.
0: History uh, of baseball,
1: were, I guess it's it's way too high because it wouldn't go back far. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say I'll say 20.
0: No, no, you were close. Thirty 40. five. Uh, Thirty. Sorry, 47. You Got me tongue tied. 47. All, All right.
1: right. I thought myself out of it.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, so in that time, granted, that spans the history of baseball. So this was there's wrapped up in there is uh, also predating the intentional walk as a kept metric. What do you imagine is the lowest number of intentional walks issued to a player with a 50 home run season or more?
1: God, how how am I supposed to guess this? The lowest amount of intentional walks?
0: In a 50 Um, home run or more season.
1: Like, I don't know if I should be guessing like almost single digit. I'll say 10. There has to be some sort of outlier like that. Zero. Zero. Of course, there's an outlier like that.
0: Roger Maris. What when he hit hit 61 home runs in 1961 was not intentionally walked a single time.
1: Why not?
0: You know who bat behind Roger Maris that year? Oh, Mickey Mantle.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: Inner circle hall of famer.
1: Forgot forgot about the whole concept of that race.
0: (laughs) Mickey Mantle. Who? (laughs) had a better slugging percent than Roger Maris that year. Mickey Mantle led all of baseball in slugging in 1961, 687. His OPS plus by the end of the year also led all of baseball, 206.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So wild as it might seem to be, because Roger Maris led uh, all of baseball in home runs that year, intentionally, not intentionally walking him was the right Mm -hmm. choice.
1: That's insane. Yeah,
0: Um. actually.
1: The, it's crazy to me that it was never just like one time where Mantle had the night off and they had whatever just schlub at f- first base. What did Mantle play? Center Elffield?
0: field, left field. Uh, that season was center field.
1: Um. You don't have just some other defensive guy to put behind them to kind of Give someone the opportunity to do that,
0: yeah. And that season, Mano played 153 games of 162. Uh, of course, he did.
1: Yeah, uh, of course, he did. I bet, uh, I bet he played one more game than Roger Maris.
0: Maris played 161.
1: Okay, that was Only close. Missed one
0: game. Uh, there's a few wacky ones here, like uh, to go post 20, uh, post 2000, Jose Bautista in 2010 hit 54 home runs for Toronto and was only intentionally walked twice. Um, Alex Rodriguez I, hit 52 he home runs. He
1: definitely didn't have Mickey Mantle behind him. Why aren't certainly you walking Jose Batista?
0: Certainly did not. I, I don't know. What's funny is Mickey Mantle's 1961 season is also here for the least as he was only intentionally walked nine times that year, which it feels like it should be more, but what, I mean, what do I know? Uh, so to that Clearly effect, Aaron, nothing. right? Aaron judge is actually tied for the uh, 22nd most least intentional walks in the season. So he's not even really close to being the worst offender. Uh, Sammy Sosa's 1999 campaign where he was going for the home run record um, single season record. You know, that was one of those years was only intentionally walked eight times. That's it. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's funny to see some of these historic seasons where they just let the players go. And to that effect, I would like to submit to you the weirdest um, thing that I think anyway, is the weirdest thing to come out of me looking into this. Barry Bonds. Okay. Barry Barth, Bartholomew. Is that his full name? Is, is he a Bartholomew?
1: I can't imagine his initials are BBB.
0: Hold on. Is he a bear? Is, no, is, is his first is his full first name Bartholomew. Uh, no, it is Barry. It's Barry Lamar Bonds. Damn, I was really you, hoping for a
1: Can you can you insert the Barry theme song right there,
0: please? Um, Barry Bonds has two very distinct records around this very topic: home runs and intentional walks. He hit in one season seventy-three home runs, which is still the record single season standing today and in one season he was intentionally walked 120 times which is also obviously still a record and he in fact holds the record for all time intentional walks with 688 a record very unlikely to be broken however
1: i i do want to point in just or point out while we're on the topic that is an unbreakable record
0: oh fuck yeah fuck yeah no argument for me here buddy um, especially when, as we've seen from doing this small exercise, how difficult it is to draw double-digit intentional walks. Teams really don't like administering them, even when it seems like a season may warrant it. Um Won't
1: even give it to the fucking Texas Rangers.
0: No, I feel like I missed a reference here. I don't know what that means.
1: Just they oh, suck, Walker
0: Texas. Fuck you.
1: No, like. If Jose Bautista is not getting intentional walks, it's only because they're scared of somebody else behind him. But who the fuck on the Texas Rangers are you scared of?
0: I thought you were going for a Walker, Texas Ranger joke.
1: No, I'm not smart enough for those. An intentional Walker, Texas. Those are deep cuts. Yeah, that was an unintentional
0: Walker, Texas Ranger from you. Correct. Gotcha. All right. So Barry Bonds. In my mind, you would think, and I, clearly I, I have retconned this because it's not the case, Barry Bonds' 120 walk season would not appear um, on this list of 50 home run seasons because Barry Bonds didn't hit 50 home runs the year he got intentionally walked. Barry Bonds only hit 50 home runs one time, and that was when he, oops, accidentally hit 73 of them. Uh,
1: casual, casual mistake.
0: Yeah, uh, He didn't mean to do it. Uh, really, just what a goof. And it's wild because the 73 home run season, he was only intentionally walked 35 times. The next three seasons, he would not break 50 home runs. He hit 46, 45, and 45, but was intentionally walked the three most times in his entire career. And it's wild to see those happen without quite the home run total that he had posted up the year previous, which you would think would warrant that level of caution. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously one could very readily argue that that increase in intentional walks, the three seasons following helped mitigate the potential home run havoc that bonds wreaked on the league um, in the, in that time, pretty reasonable to say that if he didn't get walked in those three years 100 or 249 times in three seasons mm-hmm. that he'd probably hit more than 50 home runs all three of those years, since he was only missing cumulatively 14 home runs. Um, mm-hmm. but interesting to not see the real time adjustment towards what is happening when it comes to home runs. It was very much so a like a delay, like he hit 73 home runs and then everyone was like, ah, we should take this more seriously. Um, Now let's walk him like, like, Oh,
1: we lost a lot of games when he hits literally every ball out of the park. Okay.
0: Yes. Oh no. We should stop letting him just do this. Ah. He he won't stop. We should make him. Uh, And it seems that that's kind of a recurring theme. There's not, there's so many guys here who had 50 home run seasons that did not get intentionally walked with the frequency that one would think. Um, Yeah, I mean, at what point in the season, because I do get it. You can't be too proactive about it. A guy does have to do some damage first for you to, you know, start saying, let's stop letting him just do this. But how many home runs would it have to take for you to be like, oh, let's not let him do that anymore?
1: Oh, man. Um I don't even know. I don't know how to like in the moment, like obviously hindsight is 2020. Obviously hindsight is very easy to go back and pick apart all of your decisions. But in the moment, like what was the previous record for home runs
0: before bonds
1: before uh, Roger Maris.
0: Oh, before Maris. That was being 60 home runs.
1: Okay. Probably that probably Babe Ruth would have been the catalyst for all of that going on. Cause I don't know how you see Barry or Babe Ruth of all people, just a behemoth of a man, absolutely launching baseballs and just kind of, eh, he's fine. We'll we'll get him some point. I think the 60 would have been it.
0: So the top 10, Individuals, the single season intentional walk record, the top 10 seasons with the most intentional walks in one year are all belonging to three people. Of course. Orwin Heller. Who are those people?
1: All time intentional walks leaders. Three people.
0: Yes. Single season walk record, intentional walk record.
1: Is this non Barry Bonds group or Barry Bonds?
0: Take a while, I guess.
1: I think it's Barry Bonds.
0: Barry Bonds is one of the three. He appears one, two, <sighs> three, four, five, six times in the top ten. Um.
1: Hmm. hmm. Outside the box, maybe like an Alex Rodriguez.
0: Ooh, that is a great guess, but no, he's not here. I think he played on teams that were too good.
1: That's fair. So then, let me pivot to a bad team with good home run hitters um
0: oh it's right in front of you buddy
1: mike trout
0: no 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 mike trout
1: oh bad teams with good hitters like all time they had to play for a long fucking time Oh, this is you. I know it's going to hurt me because you said that. I know this is going to hurt me on a personal level. Oh, my God.
0: Let me know when you surrender. Just
1: just. Yeah. Uh, What shame do I have left? Go ahead.
0: Albert Pujols.
1: Fuck.
0: Is on here twice. What are we saying?
1: Just it hurt because I knew it was right there.
0: Yeah, granted, he both times was when he was on the Cardinals, but still, you would think good home run hitter, bad team, the Angels. Uh, the other guy is Willie McCovey, the other San Francisco Giant who hit a bajillion home.
1: Boy, run. I, I don't, I don't think I could have guessed that.
0: Yeah, that really one a little bit more out of the box, um, yeah. especially because he didn't get intentionally walked a lot in his career. Because if you take out his four the four seasons he led the league in it um 1969 he was intentionally walked 45 times 1970 he was walked 40 times 71 21 times in 1973 25 times you take out those four seasons his high watermark is 20 in 1968 never above uh more seasons below double digit intentional walks than above it And that's the thing that I I really am finding so interesting to kind of square up, which is that it seems like the attentional walk is a tool that we all agree mitigates damage because otherwise it wouldn't be employed at all. But the lag effect on it seems so great that maybe it's not being utilized with the frequency it should be. You know what I mean?
1: You're saying we're underrating the effectiveness of the intentional walk?
0: I think we might be. Because if the idea here is that you are so dangerous, we're going to intentionally walk you. That is situational, for sure, and also player dependent. And we've seen that there's a proclivity towards doing it when a player is deemed just too dangerous for baseball, man. Um, whether there is this huge lacking effect until after a player has had uh, a colossal season or multiple colossal seasons. For instance, uh, Willie McCovey's intentional walks doubled from 1968 to 1969 when he led the National League in home runs in 1968 with 36, was intentionally walked 20 times, actually managed to go beyond that to 45 home runs in 69 and was commensurately walked 45 times to you know more than double his previous intentional walk total from from the last season won an mvp that year so now maybe that shows that there's a lack of efficacy because he still hit more home runs
1: there has to be some sort of software that has been developed by someone much smarter than us where you can plug and chug these numbers and say hey if Mike Trout got to first base and only to first base on an intentional walk every single at-bat over the course of a season. Or, you know, he still gets his steals. He might even steal at a higher rate knowing he's going to get back on base. But if he is to get walked on every single at-bat you face him, how often is that helping you win games? What's your you know, WPA for that.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it's also the percentage of home runs that are solo versus with men on base, because if the percent of home runs you hit percent of solo home runs, you hit grows larger, even with an increased home run total, does it matter that much? Like, if you were coming up with um, a man on second and first base open, right? And you're Willie McCovey in 69, whatever, would they have let you take that at bat last year and you hit a two run home run versus intentionally walking you this year? Whereas, if there was nobody on base and you hit a home run, Mm -hmm. they probably don't care as much you only got the one run so they'll pitch to you on that Yeah, there's got to be oh man this sounds like a bunch of spreadsheets i don't feel like downloading
1: (laughs) oh completely without question
0: i have too much other work to do in my life to spend time looking at those spreadsheets no don't get me wrong i
1: want to do this i really do i just know that i won't
0: because that, that's what's so fascinating about it because it's also that these people are getting home run balls to hit, you know? Like the fact that mm-hmm. Bonds hit 73 home runs and then next year got the chance to hit 46 more also seems kind of ridiculous. But you'd have, you'd have to imagine that so many of those come with no one on base and then being like, we can't walk in with no one on. That's just stupid.
1: <laughs> Is it? Well, let's find out.
0: It has to be because his RBIs went down a bunch, too. Oh, actually, well, no. So now I don't know because so in 19 in 2001, Barry Bonds had 137 RBIs, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. because he hit 73 home runs, which means that of his 137 RBIs, he was 73 of them. So if you take those away, he only drove in 64 runners, not named Barry Bonds, which is is fucking funny. Next year, 46 home runs, 110 RBIs, which means if you take away his home run total, he drove in 64 runners, not named Barry Bonds, which is more. So, man, did it work? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the intentional walk is stupid and we should stop doing it. I don't know.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, he's driving in himself more than he's driving in anyone else, but he's still driving in himself a fucking ton.
0: Like, at what point? 70
1: runs is not nothing.
0: No, I know, I know. But, I mean, like, if the goal is to reduce the number of runs a person drives in, it seems as though that did not work. And I I will go even farther by going to the 2003-2004 season. 2003, got intentionally walked 61 times, uh, had 90 RBIs a low watermark for this four straight MVP stretch. Uh, and then in 2004, he was intentionally walked the 120 times as RBI total went up to one Oh one and he led the league in everything.
1: You know, you can come at me with all the numbers you want and the sample size you want to have. I am choosing to live in the world where intentional walks are valuable.
0: Well that's what I'm trying to I that's I I realized I came in here with a thesis that I felt pretty good about that I have clearly demonstrated to be worthless, which is fine. I these are not consequential things and a a a good scientist, which is a very generous use of that word, should be open to being wrong. Um but man You've got to imagine that the intentional walk is a failure when you can intentionally walk somebody a very significant number of times, statistically speaking, 120 times, um, a.k.a. 20% of Barry Bonds' plate appearances in a season, um, and he still leads baseball in almost everything. Right? Like, you fucked up, right? Like, that's got to be what that means, right? I know it's literal, actual, 04 Barry Bonds, and that... (laughs) Obviously, it's skewing these metrics, but to to say that he got better as you try to mitigate his damage more must mean, uh, maybe I'm drawing too much of a correlation where there might not be room for one, but it feels like that's the opposite effect. You, If you're going to walk him more because he's too dangerous to bat, but mm-hmm. he gets better, then did it work? I would think no right?
1: Maybe. (laughs) Math is confusing and I'm not smart.
0: (laughs) One last exercise with this Barry Bonds page. Okay. Walks. Less intentional walks. Because it looks actually remarkably consistent. Damn it. It's about using just those four straight MVP seasons um, non-intentional walks in 2001, he had uh, 142 of them. Uh, okay. 2002, he had 130. 2003, he had 87. And in 2004, he had 112. Um. So, yeah, that's still plenty, which meant that, like, my other thinking was, well, maybe you're getting that many home runs because at a certain point you get intentionally walked so much That you as the batter must be saying to yourself, oh, well, if they're going to throw me actual pitches, then they must be trying to get me out, which means it's going to have to be in the batter's box, which means I'm going to get a pitch to hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they're if they're letting me stand here in the first place, that therefore also means something about the pitches I will be receiving. But he also got a fuck ton of regular deglet walks. So I don't yeah. Know I'm useless, man.
1: <laughs> oh, we are both very, very useless.
0: Who do you think is the MVP this season? Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani?
1: Shohei Otani.
0: That was very fast. I know we've
1: had, I know, because, we, well, mostly because we've had this talk off air a lot. Um,
0: we talked about this on air a couple weeks ago, too.
1: Really? I, yeah. I have a good memory Um I just The fact that he's doing 75% Of what Aaron Judge Is doing and also able To pitch at an all-star level On top of it While being one person Um is just something I can't really Get over Um So I just, I can't in good faith argue against Shoah Like he's the guy that we just have never really seen before. Um, And I think the fact that you could come into baseball doing something that we haven't seen before at a high level. I I just don't know how you're not the most valuable individual player. Like, yeah, what judge is doing is stupid, impressive and stupid valuable and would win 99% of the time in any other season. I just, I don't know how you can go up against Ohio, Tommy. Uh,
0: By being more valuable than him, which appears to be case as of today. Um. Yeah, which is right now Aaron Judge is sitting uh via Fangraphs at 9 war, which is Fangraphs first 9 war season since 2018,
1: which I'm totally on board with, but I think the comparison between Judge's war which is, you know, 9.6 and Shohei's which I'm imagining is like 7 to
0: 8, 7.8 actually. Yeah.
1: Look at me, I'm uh exact is I don't think that takes into account the fact that Shohei Otani is one person doing it. I think it's two halves being put together expected to be whole again, and it's the value of having him take up a singular position on a limited roster is huge.
0: I I for sure understand what you mean. He's essentially... Earning the WAR that he himself earns, as well as the WAR of the additional roster spot he created. So, okay. if you're going to say that um, Shohei Otani has earned 7.8 WAR by himself, then uh, pick a player on the Angels who probably wouldn't be there if Shohei Otani had to be split mm-hmm. up into two people, and Shohai gets his WAR also, um, which. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Who would that person be? It's going to be someone who's not good because that's how it works. Um, I I can't even. That's a whole. And if if you you were to
1: do it by team, uh, the fact that he plays for the Angels is just a huge fuck you, because that person on the Angels is going to be utterly worthless.
0: Yeah, it would. It realistically, it would be negative war, but there's still um, organizational value to having figuring out who sucks. So there's still value there that isn't representative in war and to that There's, effect where
1: in war does it show the fact that he's only getting one paycheck where's that show me that josh he
0: he, he chose it i have look <laughs> he he could have gone somewhere better he could have been a he could have been a dodger could have been a mariner could have been a yankee
1: he he chose poorly been a Padre.
0: he chose very very poorly um yeah, yeah great athlete, bad decision maker. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's valid. And that's what makes this conversation fun. Because if it was an invalid point, this conversation would be stupid and no one would have it. You would Mm -hmm. go, yeah, no shit. Uh, It's the other guy. Why are we even talking about this? That's no fun. Um, And to that effect, honestly, I don't think this conversation has changed much from the last time we had it, which was essentially... Uh, Show high. Very, very good. Aaron judges season potential to be record book type of season. And those things should be rewarded with the legacy. Um There isn't my my point has been, uh, and I guess, remains the same since the last time we spoke that the seasons that have a specific mythos to them that are quite literally represented represented in a record book like Roger Maris' season, which was not as good as Mickey Mantle's season that year, but Roger Maris broke Ruth's home run record, so he won the MVP award. Rightfully so. There is an element to that, especially given the fact that this award is made up nonsense given out by writers, and writers should also lean in a little bit to the story. (laughs) Um,
1: I was going to say, Josh, this is 2022. Precedent does not matter anymore. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what are we Washington come on Corwin <laughs> this is an American institution um yeah again there's no wrong answer here like Yankees fans are going to be pissed if judge doesn't win it rightfully so Angels fans are going to be pissed if Shohei Otaian doesn't win it <laughs> rightfully so um what would be hilarious and this isn't how the voting works but it'd be very funny if somehow <laughs> they split the vote and a surprise Dark Horse third-party candidate ended up Rick winning Crisella. the award. Uh, in this instance, it would be Andres Jimenez.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Andres Jimenez has 5.9 baseball reference war, which is the second most in the American League. So, yes.
1: Wait, hold on. I feel stupid. Um No, Verlander's in the AL, right? Is he out? Yes. out? Like he's IL not, out,
0: he yeah he's IL out.
1: Uh, long term or ten day. Uh,
0: believe it's fifteen day now, and I don't mm. know. But he also only has four point six WAR to Andres Jimenez's five point nine, and really, given the fact that he's also a pitcher, um, so he has that going against him. He unlikely to win the award.
1: Fair. I just remember him having a stupid season. I don't know if he is still maintaining that stupid season.
0: Um, he leads the American League in wins, win-loss percent, and ERA, as well as ERA Plus and WHIP. So, yeah, it's a stupid good season. Even despite his I mean, reduced innings.
1: Outside of the fact that two historical guys are ahead of him, uh, it sounds like an MVP caliber pitching season.
0: Uh, I would... I would push back on it because of the innings. I wouldn't hold the innings against him for Cy Young, but I would hold the innings against him for MVP. Which is that uh, arbitrary? Absolutely. Welcome to voting so for is this baseball award. awards. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the planet Earth. Um yeah, really, it, it, it's so funny because we had this conversation like two weeks ago and Aaron Judge has gone on a tear batting and Shohei Tani's gone on a tear pitching and it's the exact same conversation we had like two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess last thing we'll do today and then we'll wrap up. Uh, the minor leagues are potentially unionizing under the MLBPA, which, what a win. Whoa. I mean, yeah, came out of absolute nowhere, um, which one would think is maybe brought on by some dissatisfaction in the way that the um cba negotiations went in the offseason that resulted in a lockout at the start of the st- start of the year um mm-hmm. this is a the type of radical next step that i think anyone would want to see uh, in a pro-labor stance to to come out of what was a relatively disappointing um buckling from 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 mlb front offices So it's not official yet. Um, There's a lot of motions that need to be gone through, but it's tough to imagine a world in which the minor leaguers who will be voting on this don't accept because it will only mean that they make better money and potentially have other concessions like actually having to hold front offices accountable for their living conditions, which is still very suspect. In addition to the transportation costs and all the other things that it takes to be, uh, a functioning member of society, let alone a functioning, a high functioning member of baseball society. So um, again, what a standard not yet? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you think about the fucking nuts news?
1: Oh, I think that's the best baseball news I have gotten this entire season. And I yeah. don't know what really compares. Like, yeah, we've seen some pretty awesome things on the field, but this is, more than just one singular season of baseball.
0: And this gives, it's so mutually beneficial because it also gives the MLBPA a lot more bargaining power when it comes towards telling teams what they want because MLB can't live off the fact that minor league baseball is going to be played either way, which was the case during the lockout. MLB season was put on pause. the Minor league season trudged on forward. And if we're talking about where teams save the most money, that's by calling up young talent that they're working on developing in the minor leagues. And if that talent can't develop because there is a strike or whatever, well, they're going to be feeling those effects. Not to mention the reduced revenue and blah, 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 blah. Um,
1: Do you have any details on when negotiating and voting begins. Is there a timeline for this or is it just, Hey, we're at the start line. We'll see where this goes. Uh,
0: I know that the interest waivers have been handed out. Basically they need to get, uh, I think it's just a simple majority. I don't fully recall, but I believe it's a simple majority of uh, minor league players who returned their ballots saying that, yes, they have interest in organizing and then there'll be a formal proposal sent out that will then be voted on for them to join the MLBPA union um so there's a couple more steps that have to happen before they are officially unionized so i wouldn't expect it to be speedy especially with how many people we're talking about here it's not a it's not a a starbucks location where you're talking maybe 15 20 employees that are all centrally located around probably a 10 mile, 20 mile radius of your individual Starbucks location. We're talking about minor leaguers that are literally in all corners of of, of the United States. Um so it'll probably take some time. The MLBPA has also announced that they have joined the AFL CIO, which is a conglomeration of unions so that they can better access resources and uh, negotiating power from being a part of a, a, a another union body that can help lend some expertise and um, additional resources for negotiations uh, against, I guess in this instance, specifically MLB front offices Um, really just a huge win for labor because it's also, it takes away the need for promises. It now will shift in the direction of legal obligation because it's one thing for pick a team, the Texas Rangers to say, we promise that we uh if we guarantee housing for our minor leaguers, which is very amorphous. It's very what does that look like? What does housing mean to you? What are the standards? You know, what's the cutoff here? Is this furnished? Is it partially uh paid for? Is it entirely paid for? Who pays the utilities? Like it, and guaranteed for how long will this be upkept? Are you going to be official, unofficial slum lords? A lot of questions that just fall under the guise of guarantee, promise, this mythical language that means nothing and is bound to no one. Instead, that will be replaced because the MLBPA will have minor leaguers underneath them. That will now be something that has to be agreed upon via contract, and there's a legal obligation to provide standards of living that would be spelled out within the negotiated or the, within the arbitration process or whatever other individualized process there would be for this, which means that if the Texas Rangers are not fulfilling their obligations, the players have rights and they have someone that they can go to, to argue on their behalf, to point out these things so that it's not the individual responsibility of the player to secure legal counsel, but can instead go towards their MLB PA union rep and give them the heads up of what's happening and use them to help fight this battle, which is significantly better than the promise structure minor leaguers have been working under previously. So that is going to be the biggest win from this. Wages will obviously be great. But even just the housing issue to take away the loss of wages from players having to secure their own housing situations would be fucking colossal.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear more.
0: I guess we got to try to not get our hopes up too much, but it does seem resoundingly positive at the outset.
1: What are the chances they can vote out Rob Manfred now?
0: That's still all owners. So Mm -hmm. unlikely. But you gotta, see, this is the thing. This is the thing that you and I have always said. Wouldn't it be easier just to keep everyone happy? Because there probably wouldn't be a push to have had the minor leaguers join the MLBPA if the minor leaguers weren't getting fucked over by the major league front offices. So if I'm an owner, I would be mad at Manfred for not having done more because this is probably going to cost you a lot more money than having been better to your minor leaguers earlier would have been. Which again, we have talked about Wild. constantly on this show that not being an asshole and hoarding your dollars at the detriment to the people in the lower class of society that's work for you to make you your fucking money will benefit you in the long run. And here we are with the minor leaguers finally being capable of doing something or at the outset of doing something that will invariably cost the the MLB front offices and MLB owners more money to to secure the things that they should have been giving the whole time, plus more, uh, when MLB owners probably could have done this six, 10, 30 years ago and not fucked themselves in the ass now by, again, only going to be owing more money because they wanted to be dicks for longer. That's all this comes down to. Pinching pennies in the short term to be shocked and appalled that you're going to owe money in the long term when the ramifications eventually uh, arc towards execution. So...
1: No, it's the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> Ugh.
0: How dare I have done these things? And you know who's going to get blamed? The players. It'll be the owners. No, it'll be Bobby. It'll be Bob Manfred. Because the mm. owners aren't going to take personal responsibility for that. I have done nothing wrong. It must be the sheep who works for me. He fucked this up. I wanted modern leaguers to have housing the whole time.
1: And you know what the sad part is? Uh, I would still be happy with that.
0: Of course. Yeah. Fuck you, Bobby. I know. All right. Hey, let's get out of here. It's been longer than we had already thought. There's other things that we had to talk about today. We obviously didn't get to, but we've also been gone for two weeks, so there wasn't going to be most things that we didn't get to in the first place. Yes, sir. So, uh... In the meantime, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Juice and Pop. If you follow Cord on Twitter, you can do so at Cord Helen. follow myself on Twitter, you can do so at Joshua D. Tracy. If you'd like to send emails to the show, you can do so at Juice and the at email.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one.
1: Bye.